1: You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers. Episode 237, Missing Link, Scratches for Hair. today's episode hey there animation addicts my name is chelsea robson and i'm morgan stradling morgan last year we hinted that we are going to be doing a mythical creatures series now we just got done with the hotel transylvania series so these are all mythical and now Mm -hmm. we're going to go into missing link which talks about yet another mythical creature We actually hinted at this one prior to Hotel Transylvania, but you know, we're still here. We, we follow through at some (laughs) point in time. Indeed. I'm excited for this one.
0: You are excited for this one because you have had this on our list for at least a year and it keeps getting bumped and bumped and bumped and pushed. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll be
1: honest. I'm not exactly sure why I was like, so into this one, but I am. And I'm glad we watched it. Awesome. Awesome. Before we jump into that, I would like to read one of our newest reviews that we got from the podcast, and this one is from Sally Lewitch. and Sally says, it's upbeat, fun conversations. Five stars, definitely my favorite podcast about animation. Love their discussions and how much they nerd out on story and animation tropes. I love how fun and upbeat the hosts are. Their conversations always brighten my day. Sally, we are so glad that you were able to join us. Only on Hulu.
0: All right, off we go to our main event. Let's head to Shangri la Oh, but I believe in destiny or whatever it is that brought a friend like you and me. So we say. So this film that we are talking about today is Missing Link. The studio is Leica. The release date was April 7th. No. The release date was April 12th, 2019. The director was Chris Butler. The budget was 102.3 million dollars and the box office was just 26.2 million dollars. Ugh. That hurts my heart so 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 hurt. much reading that because This was a beautiful film. It really was. I forgot as I was watching it that I was watching an animated, a a stop-motion animated film. Yeah. And poor Laika. I feel like they have these amazing ideas and just really unique and different stories. And we've talked about this at length, but something about the stop-motion medium just doesn't draw people in unless it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, right? Right. the, The old... Rankin-Bass stuff that we've we've grown to love. But what is it about the new stuff that just doesn't resonate? Is it the medium of animation? Is it just the stories that are chosen by Laika are just not that appealing? Is it the marketing? You know, because like you were saying, you really wanted to re- review this film and you wouldn't let up on it. And I was just kind of like, eh, eh, I died. <laughs> haven't seen it. I do I do Do I want to watch it? Hey, it's not a big deal if it gets pushed doesn't hurt me, you know, and I finally sat down and watched it and it was really cute and it was really enjoyable and it just hurts even more. I can't even imagine being a filmmaker working so tediously on a film like this, like tedious. This is, yes. you know, a real labor of love to make these. And then just to watch, you know, the days go by and the numbers trickle in and it's just a box office swap.
1: Ugh. Oh, so it hurts so bad, especially like a I I mean, I just, Yes. We love Leica. We love what they've put out and everything that they've done, because it's just so amazing to think about, you know, just every movement and how clear and clean it is. They've just become masters at this art form that it's just, it's awe-inspiring to see how much it, it, like just every little aspect of this is so my, the minutia and the details are just amazing and with every like a film I love the very last scene where they show exactly how things are made and how it combines the stop motion with the 3D um animation with it and just how everything just comes comes together perfectly i just i love it and i think with this film like it it didn't have the same like engagement value that i think mm-hmm. most especially we just got done watching uh the hotel transylvania series so it the Hotel Transylvania knows who its audience is. I feel like, and it definitely leans more toward the young side. It leans into the into the cartoony, and this one kind of leans away from it. And because mm-hmm. of that, I think that it kind of loses its audience, and it, or it yeah. just doesn't really know, or the audience doesn't know that this movie is for them. Yeah, and I'm
0: looking at you know, filmography that Laika has done. They definitely have this goth style that really they've become known for you know Coraline by far is probably their most successful film but not by much you know 124 million dollars in the box office for that one and that was 2009 you know Paranorman 107 box trolls 109 you know so for those ones they all had a budget and then Kubo and the Two Strings 77 million, you know, budget roughly is around 60 million for these stop motion films. So they don't necessarily blow the budgets out of the water. Now, missing link had a budget, like we said, 102 million. They really just put a a lot more into this one and it it just tanked. Yeah. It hurt so bad. Luckily, you know, I'm like thinking, wait, did they go out of business? What's the deal here? Looking, they, they do have their sixth animated film they're working on called Wildwood. So that is in development right now. It was announced last year and then they have a live action film that they're going to be doing mm. called 17. So, you know, maybe missing link kind of forced them. We have to go in a few different directions with this. So it's it's kind of sad. You know um, I really do look up to and admire anyone who is, is very much dedicated to their passion mm-hmm. and their medium and their craft, whether yeah. that be stop motion animation cgi animation or traditional animation i think of the bancroft brothers who they just opened their new studio pencilish yeah. which is really dedicated to preserving 2d animation and we've seen lots of companies do that before but it seems like these with 2d animation specifically it, there hasn't really been a studio that's really taken it back and and brought yeah. it back you know in in a way that we would us you know diehards would love to see but that is for another day maybe a nerdy couch discussion we can discuss all of these things but today we're going to be talking about missing link missing link i overall as i was watching this especially the first you know 15 minutes you really get into the plot and the story i'm like i like this i i like where this is going i'm not sure why watching i definitely do judge a movie by its cover you know and in that case that's the movie poster and the trailer um I, I wish I wouldn't, but I do. And for some reason, it just didn't come off to me what this was all about. But yeah. I really liked Hugh Jackman's character. I loved Link or Susan. I, I prefer the name Link. For some reason, Link kind of tied better to me with the the
1: title of the film, but it well, was Well, I mean, it, was, it was also just like, it's shorter. <laughs> you're right, yeah. And it's quirky, you know? So the fact that it's totally. Link, it, it just feels like, oh, you're a Link, Yeah
0: it just, it was cute. And I, I really liked how it, Susan Link took matters into his own hands. Mm-hmm. He reached out to him and said, Hey, you know what? I want you to help me. You are the best, you know, Sir Lionel Frost, you need to help me. And so I i liked also that the, that Lionel's motivating reason to get out and do what he does was presented at the beginning very clearly you know he wanted to be a part of the society of adventurers nothing will stop him even the society himself which has denied him again and again and again it's just it's like the the good old boys club and he will never be a part of it but we've all been we've all probably felt this at some point it's like i'm going to show you and he's going to figure out a way to make it happen even if it's not necessarily the best decision for us it, it might be better just to move on but that's his driving force which sends him you know to the Americas. And then he meets Link very quickly. Um, and then they go on this little adventure.
1: So you have Zach Galifianakis who played the voice of Mr. Link. And I felt like his voice in this, in this, uh, role was super charming.
0: Yeah. He was very enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. I think all of the voice actors were really appealing. Mm -hmm. Um, as I was listening to him, I love Hugh Jackman. He just had like a really deep, strong voice um, yeah, Zach's was great. And Zoe Zaldanya, her accent was just perfect in this. Um, I, I liked it a lot as
1: they're, as they're building up Sir Lionel Frost's character. I like at the very beginning where they start off, um, he's just lost his, his, uh, assistant because he was eaten for the last time. Uh, his <laughs> assistant can't take it anymore as they go and they find the Loch Ness, Loch Ness monster and the- that whole. Scene I felt was really fun. You can just see how he's like, it doesn't even matter that I have gone and I found this. It's the fact that nobody believes me and I'm not part of this group. It's like, how dare you? Don't you know who I am? And I can definitely see why somebody would want to be part of, you know, it's the it's the goal, it's not really the the place you want to be accepted in these circles. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to be accepted in these circles that people don't like me. Why? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? Mm Yeah, exactly. Oh, we try so hard. (laughs) I know. So you have these different people that come into play as antagonists against Sir Lionel Frost. And that is the head of the of the adventurers group. And what's really funny is that these groups actually exist today. My (laughs) Tell Me More has a friend. He is a composer. He actually did all of the music for the the walk around music in disney world beijing or disneyland okay. in beijing so he did all of this music that as you're like walking through and like whatever ride that you're on you'll hear his stuff being played and he has this collection of musical instruments that is just very vast one of his other ways of making money is taking these musical instruments that nobody's ever heard of and Doing little samples of them and then selling them to other composers, just to like have this random sound in the background. Nice. <laughs> he is part of this adventures group, and one time I was talking to him, and actually it was just like my my uncle had been talking to him, and he just like passes the phone over to me, and I was like, "Um, okay, hi, who are you?" <laughs> and then we ended up talking for like thirty minutes about all of his random stuff, and it was just like, "Oh, this is cool, you're cool, man. nice. um <laughs> But one of those things is like going on these random adventures and he's probably in his sixties or so, and he would go down to like South America. And part of the group is that they'll like bring these like 60 foot, like Python snake skins and be able to show and tell, like that's part of the group is coming together, (laughs) bringing their things (laughs) and showing everybody what they did and how they did Mm -hmm. it. And um, just different artifacts and whatnot from these places that they go to. And so I've always wanted to go to one of these meetings because it just seems so far-fetched and out of my world that I just want to be a part of it. So I can definitely see how Sir Lionel Frost would also want to be a part of this group. Indeed. One of my favorite um, quotes from the movie is at the very, very end when he's like, ah, hand in hand with apes and women, you will never be one of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's just, that goes back to my desire to also be a part of one of these adventure groups. Well, we'll have to make that
0: happen for you in 2022, Chelsea. I will be on the search. If I hear anyone, I'll send it your way. (laughs) Perfect. What did you like or dislike about Link, the character, Susan?
1: I really liked his personality and the fact that he speaks so many languages and he's like, well, he's extremely literal and that always adds for a good funny moment. And the fact that he's like something that touches you here, oh, in the nipple? No, in the heart. <laughs> you know, it's just like what? Yes. <laughs> the The funny moments that he has, I just really enjoy. Where he's like, oh, oh, oh. Well, actually, I keep taking that, making that noise, but I have absolutely no idea what you're saying. Just the way that they worked his personality into the script was very uh, endearing, and I just you, you can't help but like him.
0: Yeah, he was he was cute and he was fun. He was normal. I. I liked his design a lot. I I really do love Laika and their designs that they come up with and their stop motion characters and puppets. And I really need to look to see how big this is because I'm always so awestruck and surprised with how much larger these characters are than I expect. Yeah. But they love, you know they see they call him a ginger and he's like, "Well, I think he's a little bit more auburn." Yeah, <laughs> No, oh, our our, our redneck cousins. <laughs> oh yeah. That was really funny. So you know, skipping all the way to the end, you think, you know, they kind of have similar parallel stories where they're they're wanting to go and they want to be accepted by a group. In the case of Lionel, it's of this society of adventurers, and with Link, Susan, I'm going to call him Link, okay? I'm going to call him okay. Link because I like it. So with Link, he wants his brothers of the, the Himalayas, right? Right. And, and immediately, when I'm thinking, I'm like, well. I mean, but they're kind of designed for the cold. I I know it's cold in Washington, but I don't know if it's that cold. But okay, we'll give it a try. And they both end up being shunned. Um, So even though they are two totally different characters, maybe species even, um, they have similar paths where they end up being shunned by the group that they were hoping to be accepted into. And really, there's nothing that they can do. He can do to change that. You know, at the very beginning, you see very well that this isn't necessarily going to go too well. Like you said, when they call him a redneck, right? Like, not all Americans are rednecks, okay? (laughs) But they are. They that's what they think. And you know, he literally has you know red, auburn, ginger fur. So story checks out again. But they just are really high and mighty. They have this sort of ruler who you know, commands everything. And, and they're really, their duty is to protect the Shangri-La. It must not be, no one must know, um, not even our cousin Redneck, right? Uh-huh. So it was just kind of sad because you're hoping like, Hey, you're like us, come on in. You'd hope people would be more welcoming, but even whether it's the animal world or you know the animal, not animal, uh, the Sasquatch world and human world, people are mean.
1: Yeah. We do create our own little niches, don't we? Mm-hmm so Emma Thompson played the voice as the elder and I felt like she did a good job. I wasn't expecting her. Um, uh-huh. I wasn't, ex- when she started talking, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but she does have a very affluent air about her and one of another one of my favorite, most of my favorite lines tended to come at the very, very end. Uh, but her line was like, the people that we don't want here are trying to leave, get them. <laughs> yeah. that is <laughs> it's like, are you, she's going to kill us no, we're not going to kill you. We're just going to put you in a pole in a in a pit and let you think about this for the rest of your life. It's barbaric. No, <laughs> it's, I mean, it is funny because it does poke fun at the imperialist, uh, England, I guess, uh, the colonization, uh, tendencies. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it does poke fun at that at the same time, kind of just like going with it. Um, so I appreciated that balance. Yeah. Um, so we had like, one of the one of the major antagonists was the man with scratches for hair. Scratches for hair? What do you mean? He's he's bald, but he has giant like cuts across his head that make it look like hair.
0: Oh, the, the like the henchman guy.
1: Yeah, stink.
0: Will Willard stink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Scratches for hair. <laughs> <laughs> it was am i wrong Uh, yes now when you put it that way yes
1: (laughs) and i mean if you have to say about it oh sorry. (laughs) so i i felt like his character was was fun um or at least a good foil to the whole thing i don't necessarily think that his character was fun but his you didn't have to like think too much to be like yep he's the baddie Right.
0: Yeah. He was pretty literal. He was pretty straightforward, but it was needed just to get us somewhere. You know, I, I liked that immediately as if you couldn't already tell that the great society, the society of great men, um, they were going to be foils and bad guys. Right. Um, they couldn't be there along the way, but they sent someone to make sure this wouldn't happen. You know, they didn't want this, Sasquatch coming out and you know ruining the idea of of great men, right? Because if there's something else it kind of brings humans down a level. Yeah. Um so yeah, I like that they sent him along. But and, and it created a little bit of tension and drama. The, you know, why did I know that as soon as they walk into the old saloon, it was going to be a bar fight, someone was going to get thrown out. I mean, you just threw a blanket over over the yeti and called it good, right? That's never going to work. I mean, he no one seemed to care they were giving him some squinty eyes but yeah
1: yeah that was an interesting part because i mean, he's dressed as a man uh the entire time like they give him clothing because he cannot be naked come on now um dude. so they give him these cl- this clothes and it's like the fact that he's walking amongst everyone and no one really cares like to me it says that he's probably not that much that different and no one would care so mm-hmm. live your life dude you don't need to be in the in hiding. Yeah, but I really liked the end how they, I liked
0: that Lionel, he really did have an arc and growth. Mm -hmm. You know, we see that he is very selfish and he's very him first and Adelina calls him out on that. Yes. Um, You know, which is the reason that their relationship fell apart part. And you kind of think, oh, are they going to get back together? But she's like, I deserve a greater man or, you know, someone better than you. Right. Like you've, you've approved and you're better, but I still, you know, have higher standards, which I appreciated. I liked yeah. it. I, I thought she was a great character. I loved her design. Um, I like that she followed him and she ended up sticking around. But, you know, she does push Lionel because she's dated him, if you will. She knows his better and worse halves, and she could see very clearly how he's mistreating link and how, you know, he's kind of just using him as a means to an end and she is not here for that. And so I thought that was a really great character moment for her to stand up for the little guy, even though he's pretty big and have Lionel change his ways. And he really does you know, it's not only at the end does he change. He changes midway through and they really kind of become partners. And at the very end, I just loved the, how it ended, how they just became partners in adventure, you know, and, yeah. and that photo of them hanging out. And like, oh, this is so perfect. It's just
1: I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I felt like the whole thing had a really even though it was it was a little slower than mm-hmm. I think we're used to, especially with as we mentioned before, animated films. Um, this was not in any way uh, Hotel Transylvania speed, but I feel like because of that, you're able to just kind of follow it a little bit more. You travel by map a couple times, which you know every good movie needs a travel by map moment. Um, let's just you know, skip all these moments and let's just yeah, we're on to the next city. Um, and I feel like the the speed of it, the the pacing was it was consistent, uh, which I can appreciate. So it doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to be slow. It just has to be consistent. And you have to feel like this is going somewhere. And I I think, I feel like it did. That being said, it was harder to pay attention to as you went Mm on. So I feel like there's less engagement in that area, but I feel like I'm kind of ready to, to rate this. Are you? Yes. This is one of our shortest reviews ever. (laughs) I know. Then that's kind Ah. of sad, (laughs) but is there anything else you want to throw in this? don't know. I mean, I, I want to,
0: I feel like I want to do it a little bit more justice than that, but okay. We, we kind of covered it all. I, I suppose. Um, it's harder when you're seeing movies for the first time and you don't have, and that's why I really do love going back and reviewing old movies, movies that we have a lot of nostalgia for, or movies that are just so quirky and bizarre out of this world funny that -hmm. there's a lot to talk about. Right. Right. Not necessarily that it's a good movie, but there's a lot to talk about, but this one was just kind of ah, middle of the road. Like it was good, but it wasn't so good that, you know, I just want to gush about it. Unfortunately. Yeah. Ah. And I I hate to say that, but it is, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. And I think the reason why it was on my list of things to review for so long one, just because I, I appreciate the style and I appreciate. I appreciated it more than I necessarily loved it. Uh-huh. But I, I did feel like the the movie itself was charming and yes. there was enough to go at it that I felt engaged. And there were enough funny moments that I felt like, oh, that's cute. But yeah, because it kind of just glides along, it doesn't have a lot that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is fair. So what would you rate it? I think I'm going to give this three and a half stars because of the fact that I'm not like hugely gushing over it, but I felt like it it deserves more than just a three-star. I feel like that's where I'm at.
0: I'm going to give it three stars. Okay. Watching it. I loved it um, enough. I thought the characters were engaging. There weren't too many characters, which I do appreciate, you know, it was, it kept it clean. It kept it simple. It very clear. We understood the characters ambitions and their goals and their driving force it had a very clear end, you know, we wanted to go up to the Himalayas. um, So that kept pushing the plot along, along with, you know, our, you know, ticking time bomb element, not ticking time bomb, where we had the bad guy who was kind of chasing them. So kind of forcing them to get on with it, if you will. Um, Animation, stunning, beautiful, 10 out of 10 for the animation. Mm -hmm. I, midway through, like I said, I I said, wow, I forgot that this was, that this wasn't CGI. It's so smooth. It's the, the transitions and the animation is like butter. Their characters are great. The voice acting, you know, 10 out of 10 all around, but just as far as the story and how compelling it was, it, there was just something lacking and I can't quite put my finger on it. Unfortunately, it was a good show. Um, I don't think $26 million level. I I feel like this should have at least had a hundred million in the box office, Uh but you know. Audiences disagreed. So I'm just gonna give it three stars. So, okay. I want to rank this, Chelsea. We're gonna do a little ranking with our other um, mythical creatures. <laughs> not Ooh, mythical creatures, creatures, it's like, yeah, our mythical creatures series. I mean, there's so many mythical creatures that could include dragons. We're just talking about sort of like Yeti type things. So there's Abominable, which we reviewed uh-huh. uh, last month. And then there's this film, Missing Link. Now there also is a film called Smallfoot, which is by Warner Animation Group which also is about, oh, yes. it's based on a, an unpublished book called Yeti tracks. So it's about a whole bunch of Yetis and um, we need to add that to our list so we can do that. That one did 214 million. Um, that came out a year prior. Hmm. Well, uh, abominable and missing link came out in 2019 and Smallfoot came out the year prior in 2018. I like remember that Smallfoot existed. I'm looking at the movie poster now, but I never saw it. And I'm, I'm like, Oh yeah, that was the thing, but I still I had never heard anyone talk about it. So was it a thing? LeBron James is in it? Oh dear. Daddy DeVito, Zendaya, Channing Tatum. James Channing Corden. Tatum. Like
1: this is part oh. of his like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is just part of his <laughs> big movie chunk of time where he was just cast in everything, Uh huh. which, you know, good for him. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you got James Corden. Uh, yeah, you've got a lot of Danny DeVito in there. I mean, come on, Danny DeVito. You can't be Danny DeVito. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil my review on that movie, but yeah, we could do that one. Okay, we'll add it to the list. We have a few other things
0: coming up. Like we mentioned on our last episode, we are doing our 10th anniversary mailbag special. So this is an AMA, ask us anything or send us your voicemails or your questions or just anything you want to talk about. We are here. It's open night, Mike night. We're going to be reminiscing about the past 10 years. If you have a favorite moment or a place where you're, you were listening to the podcast, your favorite tradition with the podcast, whatever it is, call in or email in and let us know. You can send us an email at contact at rotoscopers.com. I just realized that last episode, I didn't give you an email. I said, Hey, send us your emails. And I never told you how. So contact at rotoscopers.com and rotoscopers.com slash voicemails to leave us a voicemail. We love to hear from you and we're excited to party together, our favorite imaginary party, our 10th year special. So thank you so much. And of course, if you want to know everything about this episode, any of the links, the show notes, go to rotoscopers.com slash 237. And that's all I have for today. Until next time, we we are the the Rotoscopers. Yes. Yes. Scratch is rare. Yes. Do it. Sound good. We did it. We did it. We did it, doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo, we did it. 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 Yeah. So. Mm. Yay. Okay, cool. Well, I'm.